Why won't the government let me drive without a license? What happens if you eat dessert before dinner? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Live! everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate one of the world's most darkest, mysterious, badass monsters and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is true or false. My name is Rory Powers. Across from me sits my co-investigator, Kit Greer. Whoa, really feel like I'm getting an insight off the bat into what this episode might be about because normally we say something off the top about mysteries and paranormal but i think you what do you say darkest most badass look what i'm going to say is that this paranormal life has taken the easy road for a little too long lately we've been investigating haunted houses some jazz musician who sold his soul to the devil ghosts we might as well investigate a jellyfish these aren't real life situations. These aren't dangerous things that will ever hurt I will ask you us. not to slate the investigation into the giant jellyfish that live in the upper atmosphere, my we friend. Need, we need to step things up a notch and investigate investigate something that is possibly the most dangerous creature to ever exist. Jesus, I can't even imagine what that might be. This week, we're going to investigate the world's most badass, dangerous, beast mode cryptid. And I know our listeners are scared because none of them suggested this. <laughs> Not one email. This episode is thanks to no one. Which, uh, you know, sure, you could say that means no one was interested in it. Or you could say that they were all too f***ing scared to even have me utter the name Groot Slag. Oh, we said we would never speak that name on the pod. That's like the, the Voldemort of the cryptid world. What did you say? It sh who shall not be named. The Groot Slang. It's a horrible name. It's a pretty bad name. And it's a pretty bad cryptid as we're going to discover. Located deep within the wilderness of South Africa, there's a place spoken about in legends. A place known by treasure hunters. Explored only... What the f***? <laughs> Maybe I was sick when I wrote this. A lot of this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Does this make sense? A place known by treasure hunters and explored only by name? <laughs> no. <laughs> explored only by name? No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, that makes me a little bit nervous because I'm, I'm now worried that a lot of this isn't going to make sense. So full disclosure, I have been death, deathly ill for the last uh, week when I wrote this episode. So I'm hoping a lot of this makes sense. And I asked you, uh, brother, I know you've been deathly ill. Do you want me to proofread anything? And you said, F off, you abominable snowman. <laughs> Get out of here, you Groot slang. You're like, that's not a real cryptid. I think you just made that up. <laughs> All right, look, we're just gonna have to push through. Whatever I wrote is whatever I'm presenting today. Maybe in my sick, sick mind, I tapped into like a higher consciousness. So let's hope that's the truth. Poo poo pee pee. <laughs> poo poo pee poop. Achoo achoo sleep is all I wrote. <laughs> a place known by treasure hunters and explored only by name, not location. That name is the Wonder Hole! What? An enormous dark cave that leads down into the earth, down deeper than the sun can reach, connecting to the ocean which is 40 miles away. 
Now, why is this cave called the Wonder Hole? Well, because deep within its caverns lies diamonds, gemstones, all of Mother Earth's precious sh- shit, all the good stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. You know, too often we're sent to the to butt nowhere, the middle of wherever, uh, where there's frankly no precious gems to be found. It's not a very lucrative place for people like us to go investigate. But uh, you, you had me at diamonds. Yeah, we're talking about like a a, a Goonies style treasure mm-hmm. cavern. It's like a pirate ship exploded inside of the earth. Hell yeah! Now, when we hear about a cave like this that hasn't been raided yet, there's usually a pretty good reason why. One, it's hard to find. Two, it's surrounded by the South African wilderness. We're talking tigers, probably some poisonous bugs. At the very least, one angry monkey. But the real reason people don't even look for this cave is because legend has it that it's guarded by a terrifying beast. One that will rip you to shreds, slam your body against the walls, and crush your bones to dust. You would have to be insane to face this beast. Enter Peter Grayson, a man who loves treasure. More than his own life, you could say. This Oxford-educated English businessman... He's a nerd? Yeah, And he's well, gonna go up against the most badass cryptid of all time? This is 1917. Okay. So an Oxford-educated English businessman is basically Indiana Jones. Yeah, you have a point there. You actually. have a passport for the world. Yeah. And a gun with a license to kill. You can pretty much go anywhere and do anything. Most people actually went to Oxford to get the, the gun and the, the gun. license, not the degree. It was more of like a, a, a police department at that point. You, instead of a degree, you get a gun and a badge. I'm so smart I get to decide who lives and dies. <laughs> this English businessman had heard stories about the legendary cave and had become obsessed with it. He'd read dozens of old maps, studied diaries from prospectors, and even familiarized himself with the customs and legends of that part of the continent. In 1917, before setting sail to South Africa, he said proudly, I am determined to return to England either a very rich man or a dead man. A man of his word, he set sail to the Orange River Territory, where he put together a small expedition team to head out into the wilderness and hunt for the Wonder Cave. The night before they set out, they chatted around the campfire. What are you going to do with your cut of the diamonds? Maybe retire? Finally get out of the game? Get myself a wife? Robert joins them. Ha <laughs> Get out of the game? Didn't know I assembled a team of boring bastards. One man spoke from the shadows. You certainly didn't assemble a team of smart bastards, that's for sure. Finding that cave only guarantees one thing. Your death. What are you talking about? The man told them the story. The legend of the mighty Grootslang! The most badass cryptid that ever existed. And I'm going to tell you that legend right now. The Grootslang is a legendary cryptid. A primordial beast. Rumored to be as old as the world itself. <laughs> God. What does that mean? Do you think I was exaggerating when I said we were gonna allow, we were gonna investigate the world's most badass cryptid, Bigfoot? Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's got a f- sure. pair of tens on him, but 
He ha- he's not primordial. He's not as old as primordial Earth itself. <laughs> uh, that doesn't make any sense. But the Earth was formed by potentially hot meteorites crashing 460 billion years the ago. The legend goes okay. that the gods of creation made a huge mistake <laughs> and created a creature that was half snake, half elephant. Holy smokes. Not just with... Inc- not just with incredible strength, but intelligence, speed, and lust for destruction. Okay. Well, that's good, because he was born on the primordial Earth. That's a that's a big mistake to make. I yeah. feel like the, well, that's a number by of the mistakes way, leading, <laughs> leading up to this point. By the I mean, nothing else exists at this point. So your yeah. first being <laughs> is the greatest mistake in history. You should start small. If you're a god of creation, just be like, I'm going to about i'm gonna make a beetle a blade of grass yeah sure this is a ladybird not not a human bug but a uh, it's, it's got spots a ladybird with the tail of a scorpion and someone, the mind of einstein someone stop him <laughs> there's two ladies riding it into the horizon <laughs> there's a tarantula break dancing on the primordial earth to rectify their mistake they split the groot slang into two creatures the snake and the elephant which I'm going to say, I don't think did very much in terms of redistributing the balance of power <laughs> in that dynamic. You pretty much were like, okay, this guy's too powerful. Let's make him half mighty, mighty elephant and half worm. <laughs> you haven't done a good, a good job at making this a tamer beast. At least I feel like all the uh, psycho tendencies of the Groot slang went into the snake. Whereas all the kind of like uh, yeah. cool, like chill Labrador energy of the Groot slang went into the elephant. That's a good point because you know the the snake ver- is very much uh, often an image of evil. Mm-hmm. You know, very sinister. The original image of evil, exactly of sin. Whereas the elephant, I think he just never forgets. But that could be never forgetting to just have a good time. Sure, that's not necessarily malicious. So maybe that's it. Maybe the, there's a power split. And a good v evil split as well. I've definitely heard stories of elephants going loco and destroying entire Indian villages. Uh, that's not good. But usually, uh, really tapping into that snake energy, <laughs> the elephant. Usually, that's when the village people have like whipped the elephants for twenty years and right. cut down all the trees that they eat. And then like, <laughs> you have it coming. Yeah, you deserve it at that point. That's some Planet of the Apes shit going on yeah. right there. If you're slapping the elephants, you know they they also never forget what you did to them. Exactly. So you're gonna you're gonna get what's coming. <laughs> well, the story goes that one Groot slang managed to escape and to this day hides in the Wonder Cave of South Africa, luring elephants into its cave to devour them whole. Some cannibalism shit. Elephants? Yeah, I guess is that cannibalism if you're if you're half snake? If you're half something. Okay. I kind of sympathize in a way because when the Groot slang was created, there wasn't a lot of food kicking about. Yeah. Someone needs to tell him. There's like KFC, Burger King, McDonald's, a lot of convenient fast food options available, even in South Africa. Yeah, the first thing he did was go into this cave. The only thing he can make is a f- elephant honk which is just bringing more elephants into the cave it's all he thinks is this is the the food honk and every time i honk my big elephant i don't actually know if elephants honk that might be more of a cartoon thing do they toot i think they do more of like a mighty roar you know what ele- you know like the 
Should we hear one? Wait, where what am I googling? From, elephant roar? <laughs> elephant honk also does sound like a sex move. <laughs> I don't want to get us banned again. Well, well I found my way to uh, a YouTube channel called Elephant News that has half a million subscribers. Wow, this is an episode of Elephant News. This music is massively distracting. It makes it sound like a military operation these elephants <laughs> are conducting. Oh, Jesus. It's like a T-Rex. Oh my god. Hell. That's insane. Well, it is coming from the mouth. That's not uh that's not coming from the little um trunk. All he did was touch his horn. Yeah. And he went primal. I'm starting to think they shouldn't have split this beast up. <laughs> Probably giving it a snake body was limiting it in some ways. You're now giving it extra legs, which isn't good. Well, Robert Grayson had already heard the legends of the beast, and whether he just didn't believe it or whether he thought he could kill it, it didn't matter to him or his team. The simple thought of the riches that awaited them was enough to push them forward. So off they went, exploring the wilderness, Robert Grayson and his A-list team of adventurers, an unstoppable force. First night at camp, one of the team was killed by a lion. What? So very stoppable. <laughs> Extremely stoppable. You, they're supposed to be going up against the primordial beast god that is the Groot slang. And they come across one measly lion. Yeah. And they lose a, a homie. A whole, yeah, a whole dude at the first hurdle of Jesus. this adventure. Not a great start for the unstoppable force. And right after that, Robert himself stubbed his toe, got gangrene <laughs> and passed out. The others had to carry him. <laughs> Only a few days later, a second member of the group was oh, bitten Jesus. by a poisonous snake. Which is half of the Groot slang, yeah, by the way. The shittest, least dangerous part of the Groot slang managed to kill one of the party. One garden snake wiped out half the troop. <laughs> These guys don't stand a chance. You realize the big dude is going to be half elephant, right? That's like you training for the chess world championships. And then you just think... Uh, a week before the big game you'll just play a casual game with your nephew and he wipes the floor with you in five minutes you're not even playing chess you're playing connect four <laughs> another man became seriously sick and begged to be taken back to the town <laughs> robert grayson was the only one who wanted to keep going come on men where's your sense of adventure mr grayson we, we can't go any further these men need to go to the hospital but the cave, the jewels, were so close. Jeremy's snake bite wound is turning purple. Christ, you're all so whiny. Ooh, a snake bit me. Ooh, we should have brought more rations. Ooh, Robert's eating all the rations. If you want to leave so bad, just give me your rations and off. The team watched as the mighty machete-swinging Grayson disappeared into the forest heading in the direction of the cave. Can I borrow your machetes though? Mine's blunt as all hell. Little did they know, that was the last time they would ever see him. Legend has it that he made it to that cave. And just like the natives said, he was destroyed by the mighty Groot Slime. What does that mean? What does destroyed mean? Vaporized. <laughs> Pounded to dust. There's nothing, there's so many things this this beast could do to you. We will later on in the episode go into its abilities, 
But I mean, just based on the fact that it is half elephant, half snake, it could strangle you while it stabs you. There's a lot of things going on there. I mean, if there was a top Trump's deck of cards for cryptids, he's the top of the pile. I can't think of another cryptid that we've investigated that could hold its own against the Groot slang. Okay. This thing is a monster. Primordial monster. Him up against a ghost? He's reaching into the next dimension <laughs> and pulling them out. Yeah. Ripping their heads off. Bigfoot is Bigfoot is being wrapped around by its anaconda-like body and squeezed like a grape. His insides are just shooting out of him. What's the uh, like primordial god Pokemon? Arceus. Is it? So Arceus is the Pokemon that created Pokemon, <laughs> which, you know, asks a, raises a lot of questions, I'll be honest with you. I don't know, because then I don't know if Arceus created humans as well. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because th- if he can create, yeah, that would infer that there's at least one other god that created humans or Arceus created the whole deal. But also you can catch an Arceus. I have an Arceus. That's not good. No, that feels wrong. That feels like I'm the devil. What's uh, Rayquaza? Uh, he's just a legendary. He's just a le- okay, yeah, like but a big snake. I think he's in my head because he's a like legendary snake. Yeah, he is. This is kind of Rayquaza esque, mm-hmm. I'd say. While Robert Grayson is the most popular story linked to the Groot slang, there are many more that span over a hundred years. Back in 1867, explorer Hans Sauer was trekking down the Orange River in the Eastern Cape province when he spotted the end of a huge black snake over a hundred feet long. The snake was over a hundred feet or the the end of the snake was over a hundred feet? I think maybe the snake, Okay, guessing the snake in total is like a hundred feet long. Holy moly. I should have elaborated. This isn't the two scale body of an elephant with the two scale minute tail of a little snake yeah this is, this is a, an enormous this is a colossus snake. yeah it's it's a huge creature in another account from 1899 traveling merchant g.a kinnear was in a boat crossing the orange river when all of a sudden the body of an enormous black serpent crashed into the water by his boat Now, obviously, we're telling a lot of stories here, and I know what you're thinking. You want to see a picture of this creature. You want to see an artist's illustration. Of course. There's only so much the human mind can produce when thinking about a half-elephant, half-snake. So, first off, here is one of the more terrifying illustrations that I could find online, which I think really depicts how (laughs) grotesquely evil and simultaneously badass I think this cryptid is. Okay. Whoa. This is holy moly. Yeah, this is this thing's not to scale, ladies and gentlemen. No. Uh, I don't know if this is the size of the Empire State Building or um, a regular snake size. This is there's this is very difficult to explain. Uh, this is an almost HP Lovecraft-esque nightmarish vision of the void, everything that is evil about this universe. Uh, we're talking about a giant snake where only the top half of its head is that of an entire elephant with enormous rows of fangs and spearing tusks coming out of the elephant's head. It is very terrifying. It's pretty grotesque. Yeah, I mean, like, because when you hear at first a half elephant, half snake, you almost think of like a cartoonish split. Yes. Where this like elephant is struggling to walk because it's half snake body. This thing is just like a horrific elephant's head 
almost split at a point where an elephant's head shouldn't be split to yeah. create a really disgusting mouth but with tusks and a trunk it is funny like you people think of elephants as very uh, uh cute and beautiful which they are but i implore you even just to google search what an elephant <laughs> just to punch one elephant and see how viciously they can act one took my wallet <laughs> it reached into my back pocket and took my wallet and then slapped me across the face with its trunk no i said that the last time i visited the safari i really did the guy you know we, we showed up there and the guy sitting there in his in his camo pants, uh-huh. giving it the big one, talking about the wonders of the wilderness and all of Mother Earth's, you know, greatest greatest creations and yeah, yeah all this, yeah, this blah, the, blah, the beauty, blah. the beauty, the beauty. I, I stood up there and I said, "Have you ever slapped a monkey, sir? Have you ever slapped a monkey?" Because I have. I once gut punched an armadillo just for looking at me That's wrong. Not a monkey. And you would be blown away at how fast those little critters can turn against you. It's almost remarkable. It's beautiful in that sense strong they are against me yeah sure that's that's pretty impressive what you should be talking about is actually is actually warning the the people here today at the safari not to engage physically with the beast i think it went without saying that you should have gut punched an armadillo look i'm a simple man i see an armadillo that looks at me funny and they frankly always look at me funny because they got those weird little armadillo eyes they're very close to the ground how did you even access the gut they weren't even on the ground they were in one of their little armadillo holes i had to reach in there they're biting they're gnawing i've probably got rabies at this point i could barely reach the little bastard i have to i have to freaking pull him out and yeah he gave me a weird look when i did it so i punched him just to show him who was boss yeah the guy the safari guy nearly uh shot you with the gun that he he exclusively keeps for rabid lions. Which just made me not be able to tell armadillo from man. So now I'm drugged up throwing punches at all the guests on the tour. It was a nightmare, frankly. Come at me, you elephant bastard. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, you know, creatures of all kind can be vicious if you attack them. Even the cutest of all, armadillos imagine you just you kick an elephant and he just sucks out your eyeball oh you bastard you primordial beast i can't believe you did this i do think maybe there should be more facilities set up that allow humans to to fight animals but in but but only like evil animals like snakes and things are there any more evil animals goats Who i are mean the villain? they yeah. are they are the devil all the depictions of the devil depict him as a, a goat-headed that's beast. That's a good, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I think that might literally be it. I think that's every evil animal. Uh, and we would like to make them extinct. <laughs> that is what your Patreon dollars are going towards this month, folks. The only problem with an Animal v. Human UFC-style fighting league uh-huh. is uh, if you're the human hopping in that ring, you got to be pretty confident you're going to win. Right. Because no one wants, you don't want to broadcast yourself getting laid out on national television by a bunch of parrots. Yeah. You know, that's not, that's not that fun. And also the animals are not going to obey the very, very lenient rules of the UFC, which I think are no gouging. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. That's kind of their specialty is the gouging. (laughs) Like I said, that elephant will just slurp that eyeball out of your skull. Even in some sort of wrestling format, they will not abide by the laws of the bell. (laughs) 
If anything, that might rile them up. <laughs> you think if you're tired, that they'll respect that? If you try and so much as throw in the towel, that goat is going to bite your fingers off. You, you throw in the towel. Uh-oh, it was a red towel to a bull. <laughs> you're like trying to plead to the ref. The ref's a goat. He's egging everyone on. <laughs> He's bleating. He's eating people's clothes in the audience. <laughs> Uh, you just, yeah, you got to be careful. You got to make sure that you win. That's all I'm going to say. If you're going to start up some sort of animal fighting league, which obviously is the, the long game of this podcast. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Now, I will say I showed you the more terrifying picture. I think it's only fair to show you a less threatening picture of the Groot slang. Okay. Uh, so here is another artist illustration of the beast. <laughs> okay. You know, it is less terrifying. It's maybe no less creepy. This is like a an elephant that has come out the wrong shape and is saying, kill me, please. It's like an elephant that's gone all long and stringy like a like a snake. But it definitely looks evil. I definitely would not want to come across it, even if I was Robert Grayson. It looks a bit like an like a dinosaur. Yeah, it does a bit. It's like an elephant mixed with Slink from Toy Story. Yeah. That weird slinky body with a little elephant head. It's a stretch Armstrong elephant, that's for sure. The Groot slang is so popular, it even actually made an appearance in the latest Final Fantasy game, Final no Fantasy way. 15. It's what? like a beast that you can fight. Granted, it's like more 90% snake. 
I think okay. in the Final Fantasy one, it kind of looks like a giant cobra. But interesting enough that the legend of this creature has spanned so far into the future that it's being represented in a JRPG. That's wild. One of the best parts about the beast itself is that according to the legends, as we mentioned, it's not only incredibly strong, fast, stealthy, and powerful, it's also incredibly intelligent. People believe that there might be a reason why it has encased itself in this diamond cave. Apparently, the only thing it values over killing is gems. Interesting. I mean, what the f*** could it be doing in there? It's not like trading stocks. Like, how intelligent is this thing? The legend says that apparently you can bargain for your life in exchange for gems. I guess kind of similar to... You know, the stories of medieval dragons okay. sitting on a hoard of treasure, um, which they value over. They, you know, they sleep on piles of gold right. that possibly if you were threatened by a dragon, you could maybe barter your way uh, out of the situation with gold, with treasures and riches. Where where did that come from? That's, I don't know. That's got to be like, that's deep in the human unconscious. This idea of a terrifying beast that is somehow intelligent enough to value the same things that we do. Yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? A bit presumptuous that a creature that is the most intelligent thing in the world would still value a shiny rock. Yeah. Rather than, you know, being so smart that it's like, I understand everything. Existence is merely existence. The human, sorry, the Groot slang experience is simply living each day to its fullest. The Groot slang experience is also the name of my band. (laughs) We play every Tuesday and Thursday down at the Wonder Hole. (laughs) Which also sounds like a gig venue, to be fair. It does. If they're that smart, they should know that the real treasure is the friends, the Groot slangs they meet (laughs) along the way, rather than the shiny rocks inside the cave. Which is presumably a lot, given that they are from, and I quote, the primordial earth. It's true. It's very true. Now, we've heard stories of the Groot slang. We've seen pictures of the Groot slang. It's time to run through some of the Groot slang's most powerful abilities. Please, I'd love to hear it. Now, as we know, this is a Super Saiyan level cryptid here. So there's a lot of abilities to get through. Uh, I got a little PowerPoint here. We're just going to blast through a whole bunch of them. Questions at the end. All right. The Groot slang, the most badass cryptid of all time, is gifted with enhanced smell, enhanced endurance, Enhanced I'm so sorry, I gotta stop you right off the bat. Enhanced from what? From your regular elephant-snake combo. Okay. It's also got enhanced lung capacity. Why does this read like it's a JRPG character that you've been upgrading? (laughs) This was just one website that had a very detailed description of the Groot slang. Okay, I'll stop interrupting. Enhanced bite. I'm interrupting again. Enhanced from what? A snake? Sure. (laughs) I guess it has snake teeth at the end of its elephant trunks. I don't know if this person knows what enhanced means. (laughs) Well, it's pretty strong. (laughs) I mean, at a certain point, if you can maybe explode a car with your teeth, that's pretty enhanced, I guess. (laughs) It's got enhanced flexibility, which I'm going to go ahead and assume is the snake part <laughs> yeah it's mostly it's got enhanced hearing probably the elephant part sure big, big ears. ears enhanced memory again the elephant. elephant yeah enhanced intelligence 
Apparently, Groot Slangs possess intelligence that is very near genius level. <laughs> so, <laughs> so not genius level, though. So we're talking uh, smart guy. I don't know. But not genius. What's a, what's a genius to a Groot Slang? The intelligence of a smart man? Just the, just the intelligence of an average scientist. No, no Albert Einstein. What's the Groot Slang's GPA? What's the G- <laughs> I don't think the Groot Slang is like taking an IQ test. Right. It gets like, it can handle long division, but it can't handle that trigonometry shit. That's way beyond its pay grade. I mean, it eats elephants, which is its own head, and half of it is f- rope. It can't be that smart. It's also got enhanced stealth. What? The Groot Slang possesses extraordinary skillful expertise in the ways of stealth. I thought you said it crushes people's bodies up against the insides of the cave. Yeah, like a f- ballerina. Okay. Like a tender little like a dandelion. Ninja. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you won't see it coming before your bones are dust, my Did friend. I mention the Groot Slang has seismic sense? What does that mean? It knows that here's an earthquake coming. They're, yeah, they're able to perceive vibrations in the ground. Well, I guess if you grew up on the primordial earth, sure. They also have elephant slash snake slash Groot slang communication. <laughs> that seems... I'm starting to think that this list may not be official. That people are guessing this based on it being half elephant, half snake. When you have a population that are too afraid to even <laughs> utter the name of the beast, its abilities are widely uh, debated. Sure. But apparently, according to this list, Groot Slangs are able to communicate with fellow Groot Slangs and their fellow elephant There's snake cousins. There's more than one? Apparently, even though... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. They said that only... Sorry, to be fair, I think the legend says that one Groot Slang escaped and then made more Groot Slangs. Jesus, man. Either from the fact that it is basically a demigod or from the fact that it is part snake and snakes can just lay eggs. I don't think snakes have to... Do snakes have to have sex? I don't know, man. I mean, what's going on there? Some animals don't, but yeah, most animals do. They just be like twirling two pipe cleaners together. There's not much going on, (laughs) really. Barely even fun to look at. (laughs) Let alone film. (laughs) That's just a brief rundown of some of the Groot Slang's abilities. Just if it wasn't clear yet how powerful this creature is. Well, I mean, to be fair, color me terrified. This thing, you've you've accurately painted a picture here that I do not want to come across. Yeah. And luckily you won't have to unless you seek out the South African Wonder Cave. Which actually seems pretty shiny. It seems pretty cool. I'm starting to think Robert Grayson was actually onto something there. Oh, hell yeah. Right? What are your thoughts, Kit, about the Groot Slang? I mean, wow. This is pretty exciting. I don't know if we've ever had anything even close to this in this paranormal life. Something, like you say, a demigod. Yeah. Something that, I mean, we've had potentially interdimensional Sasquatches, but something that reaches so far back through time that it remembers (laughs) Jesus on the cross. It remembers the continents forming the, the countries that they are today. Yeah. Uh, it will not think twice about um, sucking your eyeballs out of your head and crushing you up against a wall. Uh, This is pretty terrifying stuff. An omnipotent cave beast. 
Now, we do have some amount of evidence in the sense that we have multiple first-hand witnesses to um, everything from the beast itself to you know something resembling an over 100-foot snake. That's pretty compelling. Um, but at the same time... We Great, don't... glad to wrap up the podcast no, 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 there. No, 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 I don't want, I don't want it to get cut nice off. Nice to hear that the evidence yet, was friend. everything that we wanted because to Because actually hear. we didn't have any photographs or videos. Well, or... I actually showed you two pictures. Of Which are beast. artist interpretations. Well, they're pretty good artists. And they were wildly different, by the way. <laughs> he was smiling in one of them. <laughs> one was a family portrait. <laughs> so I do not know if we have enough evidence to conclude its um, existence. Yeah, today. we don't. But as Just the investigator, <laughs> what? Just I was going to ask it. you what you think. Uh, don't be so polite. I got nothing here. I showed you two pictures and read you two stories. Groot Slang breaks through the door and devours you. (laughs) (laughs) My liege! There were more stories of... I mean, there were more stories of people who had had encounters with the Groot Slang. But the fact that I only included two of them, very (laughs) briefly, uh, would kind of give you an idea of how how much that evidence really would have helped the case. Not very much. Uh, There are written records of prospectors or adventurers, explorers who were around that kind of area who either mentioned it in their writing or mentioned the locals talking about it. But no, nothing really more than that. Never someone was, who was like, I saw the cave. I was face to face with the beast. Mm-hmm. I think there was someone who allegedly claims to have made it to the Wonder Cave, saw the Groot Slang and managed to, quote, play dead until it <laughs> left him alone. Unfortunately, the Groot Slang is almost a genius. Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense. If the Groot Slang is a genius, can basically talk to snakes and elephants, and also has the the stealth level of Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell, it's gonna <laughs> be able to vision t- gogs. <laughs> it's gonna be able to tell if you're playing dead or not. Yeah, even if you like cross your eyes and stick your tongue out like they do in the cartoons so it's a no then it's a no let's not dance around any further it's a double no it's a good case but i don't genuinely believe that a a a half snake half elephant god lives in a cave no one's ever seen before in south africa but i will say just to be on the safe side a bit like pascal's wager um i will bow down and pray to the groot slang just in case just in case because why you know incur his wrath for the sake of it exactly when the rapture comes and the clouds part and a half snake half elephant god comes down on a chariot made of gems you're gonna wish you took his side all y'all be crying and all (laughs) us will be laughing (laughs) well even though it was a double no thank you so much folks for listening to this week's episode of this paranormal life i thought it was worth it you know some cases, you know, going in aren't necessarily going to be true. But when you when you find a cryptid that's that's this badass, you just have to. You have an obligation to how rad it is to at least dedicate a section of your time to the beast. And any cryptid that we probably have investigated so far would probably get its shit rocked. <laughs> I'm going to say it by the Groot slang. Like I say, we need to create some kind of paranormal style... Um pokemon trading card game of cryptids yeah and we're gonna make him the exodia he's gonna be exodia it's pretty impressive because i kind of thought that you know in in the blueprints of this beast they were like all right 
maybe we'll go half elephant, half snake as like a way to kind of curve off the power of the elephant. But they probably did themselves in a little bit there because the snake is actually pretty, pretty insane itself. You're not really doing yourself any favors with that. That's like making half elephant, but we, we want to chill it out a little bit. So let's make it also half race car. <laughs> you know, maybe that'll kind of curve off the elephant side of things. And it, it doesn't, it just doesn't. It makes it fast and angry. And now it's, it's trunk honks like a horn. So even though we did investigate it and it turned out to be fake, I think it was definitely, uh, definitely worth our time. Yeah, and, and I'm sure it'll be uh, news to a lot of the folks out there who have probably shit their pants since the start of this episode. Go to the Wonder Cave, guys. You're fine. Nothing's ever going to happen <laughs> to you in there. Just bring us back some jewels. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. You know, sometimes being in the uh, in the paranormal world, you feel like you're all alone. You feel like you're lost in the shadows, like a ship looking for the lighthouse. And guys, we have the lighthouse. We are the lighthouse. If you are on the internet, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever it is. We are the paranormal beacon that will be dishing out bright, dare I say, blinding paranormal information uh, on a semi-regular basis. So hit us up on Twitter, uh, forward slash this power of life we're on instagram we're on youtube where you can check out some of the best and funniest clips of the show in all its video glory if you want to check out any of these social accounts all of the links are in the podcast description just below right here on your phone so check it out so thank you for listening to this week's episode of this paranormal life all hail the mighty Groot slang and always remember to live fast investigate and die young baby If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Stories wherever you get your podcasts.